Yo, yo, yo. Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. It's Cody Gotham's Caped Crusader, and we're keeping it geekly. Yes, this is your number one stop for all things geek culture, from comic books to video games and so much more. And man, oh man, am I excited, because not only do we have some awesome, heavy-hitting DC issues coming out this week, but some pretty interesting news that's been popping out. So without further hesitation, let's go ahead and dive right into that geek culture, and let's see what's buzzing in the geek world. So first things first, it looks like our past prediction of Dead Space getting a remake actually came true, and it looks like this title is slated for PC, PS5, and Xbox Series X. Yes, you heard that right, and it looks like it's being completely built up from the ground up, utilizing the Frostbite engine. Best of all, the studio mode of, which was behind Star Wars Squadron, is going to be behind this remake. So while I do give credit to EA for finally giving us a remake of this awesome, awesome title, let's not forget they were responsible for killing Visceral Studios, the studio that was originally behind Dead Space in this entire franchise. So sadly, while we may never get to see a Dead Space 4 title ever hit the day of light, let's not forget executive producer Glenn Schofield is working on a new title called the Callisto Protocol, which is going to carry on the Dead Space spirit in his name. Now on to our next piece of news, let's talk about the new Steam Deck and what it's about. So recently Valve just hit us with a big bombshell about the new Stream Deck and it looks like they are going to be taking the handheld market by storm. So the rumors were right and it looks like customers can expect to see their Stream Deck arrive as early as December 2021. And what's even more is this is way more than just a handheld, it's a virtual PC in your hand. So going off PC Gamer, it looks like not only can it plug into a monitor or TV, but it can install software and apps and you could use it to watch streaming video and so much more, even installing other game stores on it. Now this is gonna come standard with Steam OS, which is a Linux-based operating system, but users can download Windows on it. They could, you could pretty much do whatever you want with this handheld PC. So here are the price points for the three different models that will be arriving soon, which is going to be $399 for the 64 gigabyte, $529 for the 256 version, and a whopping $649 for the 512. It is worth noting that the more expensive version of the Stream Deck will feature a faster NVMe SSD storage, while the cheaper is listed with a 64 gigabyte eMMC. Some key specs to know is that it's going to run on an AMD APU, and the chip is going to be built around two key AMD architectures. Zen 2 and RDNA 2. The Zen 2 architecture is the same one found within the AMD Ryzen 3000. And within the Stream Deck resides four Zen 2 cores capable of eight threads, ready and waiting for your portable gaming needs. Now that was just the tip of the iceberg with the new Stream Deck, but man, oh man, am I excited to get my hands on one and hopefully we can. I missed the first reservation, so hopefully I can get one soon within the next year. So on to our last piece of news, and this is a heavy one. It looks like the state of California is actually suing Activision Blizzard over its frat boy culture, AKA some harassment charges and much more. So according to Bloomberg Law, it looks like Activision Blizzard fosters a culture in which sexual harassment, unequal pay and retaliation happens very frequently, according to a lawsuit filed by the California Department of Fair Employment and Housing. Now, going off a direct quote, it looks like a two-year investigation by the state agency found that the company discriminated against female employees in terms and conditions of employment, including compensation, assignment, promotion, and termination. Company leadership consistently failed to take steps to prevent discrimination, harassment, and retaliation, the agency said. There's a whole lot to unravel here, and unfortunately, we do not have a whole lot of time. So I will leave a link down in the description for you guys to read if you're interested. But a key point I do want to take is the suit also points to a female Activision employee who took her own life. 
While on a company trip with her male supervisor, the employee has been subjected to intense sexual harassment prior to her death, including having nude photos passed around a company holiday party, the complaint says. Now, this is some really heavy shit that is coming down on Activision Blizzard, and rightfully so. And as we see more investigations happen, we see a lot more of this dark nature come to light they just need to clean house they need to get everybody from upper management all the way down to its, its its bottom roots out of there and start anew you know obviously some heavy investigation needs to be done to see who was innocent of the matter and who wasn't but i think a big part of it is even if you were innocent and not you know partaking in the harassment if you kept your mouth shut you're just as equally to blame as someone who did it now that's gonna wrap up this week in geek but stay tuned guys we got those fresh polls coming straight out the oven now, the first comic we're covering today is going to be the first one to come across my radar. This is one of four. This is going to be Shazam, issue number one from the pages of Teen Titans, written by Tim Sheridan, with art being done by Clayton Henry. Now, this issue begins with Donna Troy, Starfire, and Nightwing taking on Chemo. And as they're going head-to-head, -head, they start to kind of lose the fight. And that's when they want to call in one of their lifelines, being Shazam. Now, as Shazam arrives on the scene, we see him pick up Chemo and go far into the sky. And that's when he loses all of his powers. And we see this vision of the Rock of Eternity explode. Now we come to find out that Billy Batson loses his abilities at random. And as he delves his feelings to Raven, that's when we find out for sure that it was the Rock of Eternity exploding that caused him to lose his powers and fail that fight with Chemo. Now, later on, we see a fight ensue between him and Brick. And Billy's just all wrapped up with all sorts of emotions. And Starfire comes to the rescue and she wants to talk to Billy ASAP in the office because Billy's supposed to be leading by example, but things are just getting really frustrating for him. And that's when a LexCorp satellite falls to the earth and Starfire wants Billy to stay put, but Billy just doesn't listen and he runs out screaming Shazam, but his powers are not working. Eventually though, they do and he goes to catch that satellite, but they fail on him again with Superboy coming to the rescue and saving him in front of everybody and it just embarrasses him to no end. Now, after all of this, we see him get barraged by his sister and it looks like Freddy is dying. So Billy's on a mission to figure out what is happening with his powers. Now, sometime during this conversation, we find out that Dr. Faith and the Teen Titans are in the conference room and they are talking about some pretty heavy stuff. Billy, of course, goes up and starts to eavesdrop and we find that a celestial event is happening. And this thing has not only caused the Speed Force to mess up, it ultimately destroyed the Green Lantern's source of power. This thing is a heavy hitter. Now this of course has displayed the Rock of Eternity and it put it in nowhere else but hell, causing Billy Batson's powers to forever short out. Now during this, we see Billy make up his mind that he's going to hell, but he has no idea how he's gonna get there and who of course shows up none other than dane raven star pupil and he has a one-way ticket to get him there now on to our next issue this is going to be justice league issue number 65 written by brian michael bendis with art be done by stephen Pugh. now this issue begins with an explosive revelation after black canary rips into green arrow after finding out that he's not only been funding the justice league but also checkmate now checkmate is a government intelligence agency established by amanda waller as an independent branch of task force x now the man behind the rifle is none other than demon rose from argus and he is the brother of lois lane but their meeting is cut short as deathstroke explodes onto the scene now at this point we pivot back to the hall of justice as the justice league is holding the front and superman is going head to head with senmar and things are getting insane now as this battle intensifies batman calls for all hands on deck even the dark justice league and it's it's kind of weird no one can find shazam no one can find black adam or even supergirl 
Now, the tide begins to change fast, and our heroes are forced to regroup at the Hall of Justice. Batman is standing his ground, and he tells everybody that they cannot fail, that this building cannot fall. Now, during this, we pivot back to Green Arrow, Black Canary, and Deathstroke, and Demon Rose, and they end things in a good old-fashioned shootout. Now, this issue is taking everything and just full sending it and just throwing everything at all fronts for you. And man, I cannot wait for issue number 66. Now, on to our last issue. This is going to be Nightwing issue number 82, written by Tom Taylor, with art being done by Bruno Radonado. Now, this issue begins with Melinda and Dick Grayson talking. And during this, he calls Oracle and motions for her to call everybody off. Uh, we see the Teen Titans and, and Batman leading the way to come save Dick. And Melinda was about to have a lot on her plate. Now, while Dick doesn't believe Melinda, she motions him to come upstairs to meet someone who would be a little bit better to convince him otherwise, but she suggests that he changes his clothes so he doesn't reveal his true identity. Now, when they go upstairs, we meet none other than Melinda's mom, and we get a nice little origin story and a pretty touching addition to, to Nightwings. Now, it looks like Melinda was bought by Tony Zuko at the age of 23, and he was a pretty violent and possessive person. Now, it was at this point when they were at a circus that she escaped and she was taken in a sanctuary by none other than Dick Grayson's father. Now, before Dick and his wife got together, he had a brief fling with Melinda's mom and thus Melinda was born. Tony Zuko convinced her to come back and thus Melinda was raised by him for quite some time. And there was a moment where she tried to come back into Dick Grayson's father's life, but she seen that Dick Grayson was hanging with his father and they had a nice little family. And she didn't want to interrupt that. And that fast forwards us to this present day moment. Now, this family reunion is short lived as none other than Blockbuster has the building surrounded and things are not looking good for the duo. Now, I have to say Nightwing is definitely growing into one of my favorite reads of the week. And man, keep it up, Tom Taylor. You you are definitely writing a awesome story for Dick. Now, with that being said, guys, that does wrap up this week in Geek. I do want to make a little side note, though. If you want a big fuck you to Activision Blizzard, make sure not to buy any of their product. Giving them money is only going to fuel the problem until the problem is solved. You can find me on all of my respective social media platforms at Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and so much more at Joffer Cody. And if you like this type of content, be sure to hit that big red subscription button and turn on notifications to be alerted anytime I drop more videos. As always, guys, keep it geekly.